Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, January 14th, 2024. Pastor John Melke. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. Grace and mercy and peace are yours through God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If we could put the uh, mission statement on the screen for us, we'd like to read that out loud to each other. Let's read those words together. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so they too might share in the joy Jesus won for them. Can you leave that on the screen or not? Our mission is simple and bold. Grow in faith and knowledge and make him known to others. Well, how well are we doing at that? How well are we growing in our faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus? Well, it's like seven below and you're here in church. So you must be growing in your faith and knowledge because you're hearing the Word of God. Your faith is growing, right? And you gather around God's Word in Bible study here or maybe at Grace's or as your pastors well know, because you're asking us questions about God's Word, we know you're in the Word of God in your homes, your private time with your family or yourself as private devotions. So you are growing in the grace and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. Truth be told, I suppose I could do better. I would let, want to admit that I'm not as good as I should be at taking time for God's Word. That may be holds true for you as well. We want to make him known to others so they too may share in the joy Jesus won for them. How well are we at sharing the joy of Jesus with others? Well, we just got done with our digital evangelism for the Christmas season. How well did you do? I think you did really well, didn't you? You handed out the flyers. You invited people to come to worship during the Christmas season. We saw a reaction to that. You were uplifted. Hearts were moved. That's why we're going to do it again for Easter. And of course, your pastors know that because you ask us questions about, how do I go about sharing my faith? That you're doing that. You're witnessing your faith in Jesus as the only Savior. So, if we look at those, that mission statement, we can certainly answer, we've done a great job. Statistics might prove such. Our own hearts tell us that fact as well, but of course we also admit we could probably do a little bit better in both areas. Well, how do we make the church? Well, first of all, does the church even need to grow? Does God want the church to grow? Well, he says, God wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Right? Jesus says, go out and baptize all nations and teaching them all the things he's commanded us to, to learn from his word. So we know that very clearly that God wants us to do those things. In fact, someone who knew his Bible really well said it well. He says, I believe that I cannot by my own thinking or choosing believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. So you see that God has chosen you. You are chosen by God to grow in your faith and knowledge. You're chosen by God to share the faith of Christ Jesus with those around you. You are chosen. What a gift that is from God. And because you are chosen, we are encouraged to 
stand on God's word. But to stand on God's word isn't always joyful times, is it? You might get ridiculed for your faith in Christ. You may be questioned, do you really believe that that's true in the 21st century? That's still true to you? doesn't to me, they might say to you. So as you hear about people who say that Jesus can't be the only way, the truth, and life, no one can come to the Father except through him, there must be other ways. You find that those other ways end up being people who want to earn their way into heaven. Those other false gods that don't even live today. There's only one God that lives, the Savior God. And because he lives, we know that we want to hold on to his truth and stand firm in his word. But we're not growing, Pastor. Our church is not filled to the brim with people from our local community. We need to change with the times. Well, what would we change? Would we get rid of those stained glass windows that tell us that God created the world in six 24-hour days? No. Would we desire to decide to, instead of Donna retiring, we would call her Pastor Donna and have her become a female pastor in our congregation? No. Would we ask you to invite your family and friends and the whole community to come up and take the Lord's Supper, the body and blood of Christ with the bread and wine, though they don't even know what they're getting, perhaps, and open up the Lord's Supper to everybody? No. God's Word is firm on all those matters and many, many others. We want to stand firm on God's Word. The Apostle Paul says, God chose you from the beginning for the salvation by the sanctifying work of the Spirit and faith in the truth. God did not choose us because we're of value to Him. That there's something good inside of us that made us worthy of Him. God did not choose us because of some gift that we had. He chose us because of His love and His grace. We call that the doctrine of election, don't we? Where God certainly saves us by what He accomplished and His choosing. And I think that we choose on our own. That doctrine of election is maybe misunderstood many times, but it's so clear in the pages of these words here. God chose you before the creation of the world to be His very own, to be part of this Christian family. And that gift of God, of faith, is given to you because God chose you by the sanctifying work of the Spirit. The sanctifying work of the Spirit. So when you stand on God's firm word, you understand what happened when you were chosen. You were given the gift of faith. How did you get that gift of faith? Well, for many of us, it might have been at that baptismal font that you walked past on your way into worship today. Not that particular one, but a baptismal font in a church that you were at. Or as you well know, we've had prayers for, or you hear about the prayers today, of one of our members who gave birth to a, a son, their firstborn, had to be rushed to Wausau Hospital, then to Madison Hospital, and one of our chaplains baptized him. He was given the gift of faith. Though his parents witnessed it, we did not. We know that it happened because the minister said it happened. God chose someone through the gift of baptism, just like he did for many of us. God chose us to be brought to faith through that powerful gift of the water and the word. But it's possible 
that you also became a Christian without baptism. Maybe you're into adulthood and a friend did what Philip did. That Philip brought you to Jesus and the written word. And they shared that word of God, not to have the power to do it themselves, but let the Holy Spirit use that gospel promise in his word to convert you. And later you were baptized, not to create that faith, but to strengthen your faith. What a gift from God, the gift of baptism, the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. As the Apostle Paul says, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and establish you in every good work and word. So you are chosen. Chosen by God to stand on his word. 100% of his word. Kathy knows I said this on Thursday, I'll say it again. When you get her newsletter article, her parish nurse knows talk about taking time to read the Bible and study God's word. She makes the point to put that word of God into action. And she closes her article by saying to us, encouraging us to share that word of God. Good advice from a godly woman. Now you have been chosen by God to stand on his word, go out and share that word. Share that word with those people who are around you and your family and friends. Share the word of God so they too may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Well, who is our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, duh, Pastor, we all know who the Lord Jesus Christ is, right? Our Lord Jesus Christ came into this world because of me. He lived the perfect life that I cannot ever live. His bloody sacrifice on a cross wiped away my sins. He cleansed me pure and holy in his sight. The blood of Jesus Christ cleansed me from all sin. The blood of Jesus washes away all my sin. The blood of Jesus covers me with a white robe of his righteousness that makes me pure and holy in his sight. That's the message that we want to share. The message we maybe hear all too often, it kind of goes in one ear and out the other, but it's a message that's worth sharing because we want others to obtain the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul says, brothers, stand firm and hold on to the teachings that were passed along to you either by word of mouth or by a letter from us. There is no other message to share. There is no other message to proclaim other than the Christ Jesus, our loving Savior and Redeemer. You see it throughout this building, don't you? Through the banners, through the cross, through the elements of baptism and Lord's Supper, through the written word of God, you see that word of God come true and hold true. That's what we want to share with our neighbors and friends. And Paul says we do this so that our hearts may be encouraged. Encouragement. What a wonderful gift that is. To find that we are encouraged as brothers and sisters in the Lord to share our faith with those people who are around us. Encourage each other. What does that mean? It means I want to encourage myself first to dig into the Scriptures, to know more and more about what God's Word has to say, so that I become more comfortable to sharing my faith with those around me. And once I have that encouragement of my own spiritual well-being, I want to 
Encourage others, like Philip and Nathaniel in our gospel reading. Encourage each other to grow up in our faith and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, to be confident to be sharing the message of Jesus to the world. Then watch. Watch what happens. Watch what happens to God's church when we continue to stand firm in his word and share his, faith, share his word with others. What's going to happen? We have to set up chairs every Sunday because the whole community is going to come in here and swarm into this congregation because we're sharing the word of God and we're growing in our faith and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Probably not. But that's not what the Lord expects us to do either. The Lord simply wants us to share his word as we grow in our own faith. And what does he promise? The Holy Spirit will do his work. The Holy Spirit will bring one soul at a time to the family of believers of the whole Christian church. The Holy Spirit will make sure that the word of God lasts forever. Recently, the Praise and Proclaim Ministries organization that helped us with the digital evangelism for Christmas shared some data based on the results of our congregation and about 50 others throughout the United States and Canada using that format for Christmas. They reported that almost 350,000 people were reached to learn about Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We had about 40,000 or so. That's amazing. That God has given us a tool to share our faith. God has given us a tool to grow in our own faith, the Holy Gospel. That good news is what our Lord wants us to share. That good news is what our Lord wants us to understand more deeply so we can share it more firmly and more confidently. Jesus uses ordinary people like us to do extraordinary things. You've probably heard me throw this at you before, and I'll throw it at you again. Only about 2% of people join the church because of the pastors. 98% join because of you. 98% come to a church because they were invited by a family member or friend. Wow. God has chosen you to stand on his word and to share God's grace. I hope that's not just your motivation when we get to the Easter digital evangelism flyer and advertising, but just not there, but all day, every day. Yeah, I've got my Detroit Lions tie on today. You've got your Green Bay Packer garb on today. You've chosen to choose a team to cheer for victory today in a football game. How exciting that is. But it pales into comparison to what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. He's called us as his own children. He's adopted us into his family. You are chosen. So stand in God's word. Share God's grace. Amen.